0: Chapter 6, the third part, The Great Gatsby. In this section, Daisy and Tom Buchanan are going to go to a party at Mr. Gatsby's house. And we're going to see what she thinks about that. Bottom of page 111. Tom was evidently perturbed at Daisy's running around alone. For on the following Saturday night, he came with her to Gatsby's party. Perhaps his presence gave the evening its peculiar quality of oppressiveness. It stands out in my memory from Gatsby's other parties that summer. There were the same people, or at least the same sort of people, the same profusion of champagne, the same many-colored, many-keyed commotion, but I felt an unpleasantness in the air, a pervading harshness that hadn't been there before. Or perhaps I had merely grown used to it, grown to accept West Egg as a world complete in itself, with its own standards and its own great figures, second to nothing because it had no consciousness of being so, and now I was looking at it again through Daisy's eyes. It is invariably saddening to look through new eyes at things upon which you have expended your own powers of adjustment. They arrived at twilight, and as we strolled out among the sparkling hundreds, Daisy's voice was playing murmurous tricks in her throat. These things excite me so, she whispered. If you want to kiss me any time during the evening, Nick, just let me know, and I'll be glad to arrange it for you. Just mention my name or present a green card. I'm giving out green. Look around, suggested Gatsby. I'm looking around. I'm having a marvelous... You must see the faces of many people you've heard about. Tom's arrogant eyes roamed the crowd. We don't go around very much, he said. In fact, I was just thinking I don't know a soul here. Perhaps you know that lady, Gatsby indicated, a gorgeous, scarcely human orchid of a woman who sat in state under a white plum tree. Tom and Daisy stared. "'with that peculiarly unreal feeling "'that accompanies the recognition "'of a hitherto ghostly celebrity of the movies. "'She's lovely,' said Daisy. "'The man bending over her is her director.' "'He took them ceremoniously from group to group, "'Mrs. Buchanan and Mr. Buchanan. "'After an instant's hesitation, he added, "'The polo player.' Oh, no, objected Tom quickly. Not me. But evidently, the sound of it pleased Gatsby, for Tom remained the polo player for the rest of the evening. I've never met so many celebrities, Daisy exclaimed. I liked that man. What was his name? With a sort of blue nose? Gatsby identified him, adding that he was a small producer. Well, I liked him anyhow. I'd a little rather not be the polo player. "'said Tom pleasantly. "'I'd rather look at all these famous people in in oblivion. "'Daisy and Gatsby danced. "'I remember being surprised by his graceful, conservative foxtrot. "'I had never seen him dance before. "'Then they sauntered over to my house "'and sat on the steps for half an hour "'while at her request I remained watchfully in the garden. "'In case there's a fire or a flood,' she explained, "'or any act of God.' Tom appeared from his oblivion as we were sitting down to supper together. Do you mind if I eat with some people over there? He said. A fella is getting off some funny stuff. Go ahead, answered Daisy, genially. And if you want to take down any addresses, here's my little gold pencil. She looked around after a moment and told me the girl was common but pretty and I knew that except for the half-hour she'd been alone with Gatsby, she wasn't having a good time. We were at a particularly tipsy table. That was my fault. Gatsby had been called to the phone, and I'd enjoyed these same people only two weeks before. But what had amused me then turned septic on the air now. How do you feel, Miss Bedecker? The girl addressed was trying unsuccessfully to slump against my shoulder, At this inquiry, she sat up and opened her eyes. What? A massive and lethargic woman who had been urging Daisy to play golf with her at the local club tomorrow spoke in Miss Bedecker's defense. Oh, she's all right now. When she's had five or six cocktails, she always starts screaming like that. I tell her she ought to leave it alone. I do leave it alone, affirmed the accused hollowly. We heard you yelling, so I said to Doc Sivet here. There's somebody that needs your help, Doc. She's much obliged, I'm sure, said another friend without gratitude. But you got her dress all wet when you stuck her head in the pool. Anything I hate is to get my head stuck in a pool, mumbled Miss Bedecker. They almost drowned me once over in New Jersey. Then you ought to leave it alone, countered Dr. Sivet. "'Speak for yourself!' cried Miss Bedecker violently. "'Your hand shakes. I wouldn't let you operate on me!' It was like that. Almost the last thing I remember was standing with Daisy and watching the moving picture director and his star. They were still under the white plum tree and their faces were touching except for a pale, thin ray of moonlight between. It occurred to me that he had been very slowly bending toward her all evening to attain this proximity.' And even while I watched, I saw him stoop one ultimate degree and kiss at her cheek. I like her, said Daisy. I think she's lovely. But the rest offended her, and inarguably, because it wasn't a gesture, but an emotion. She was appalled by West Egg, this unprecedented place that Broadway had begotten upon a Long Island fishing village, appalled by its raw vigor that chafed under the old euphemisms and by the too obtrusive fate that herded its inhabitants along a shortcut from nothing to nothing. She saw something awful in the very simplicity she failed to understand. I sat on the front steps with them while they waited for their car. It was dark here in front, only the bright door sent ten square feet of light volleying out into the soft black morning. Sometimes a shadow moved against a dressing room blind above, gave way to another shadow, an indefinite procession of shadows, who who rouged and powdered in an invisible glass. Who is this Gatsby, anyhow? demanded Tom suddenly. Some big bootlegger? Where'd you hear that? I inquired. I didn't hear it. I imagined it. A lot of these newly rich people are just big bootleggers, you know. Not Gatsby. I said shortly. He was silent for a moment. The pebbles of the drive crunched under his feet. Well, he certainly must have strained himself to get this menagerie together. A breeze stirred the gray haze of Daisy's fur collar. At least they're more interesting than the people we know, she said with an effort. You didn't look so interested. Well, I was. Tom laughed and turned to me. Did you notice Daisy's face and that girl asked her to put her under a cold shower. Daisy began to sing with the music in a husky, rhythmic whisper, bringing out a meaning in each word that it had never had before and would never have again. When the melody rose, her voice broke up sweetly, following it in a way contralto voices have, and each change tipped out a little of her warm human magic upon the air. Lots of people come who haven't been invited, she said suddenly. That girl hadn't been invited. They simply forced their way in and he's too polite to object. I'd like to know who he is and what he does, insisted Tom, and I think I'll make a point of finding out. I can tell you right now, she answered. He owns some drug stores, a lot of drug stores. He built them up himself. The dilatory limousine came rolling up the drive night, Nick,' said Daisy. Her glance left me and sought the lighted top of the steps where three o'clock in the morning a neat, sad little waltz of that year was drifting out the open door. After all, in the very ca- casualness of Gatsby's party, there were romantic possibilities totally absent from her world. What was it up there in the song that seemed to be calling her back inside?' what would happen now in the dim, incalculable hours? Perhaps some unbelievable guest would arrive, a person infinitely rare and to be marveled at, some authentically radiant young girl who with one fresh glance at Gatsby, one moment of magical encounter, would plot out those five years of unwavering devotion. I stayed late that night. Gatsby asked me to wait until he was free, and I lingered in the garden until the inevitable swimming party had run up, chilled and exalted, from the black beach until the lights were extinguished in the guest rooms overhead. When he came down the steps, at last, the tan skin was drawn unusually tight on his face, and his eyes were bright and tired. She didn't like it, he said immediately. Of course she did. She didn't like it, he insisted. She didn't have a good time. He was silent, and I guessed at his unutterable depression. I feel far away from her, he said. It's hard to make her understand. You mean about the dance? The dance? He dismissed all the dances he had given with a snap of his fingers. Old sport, the dance is unimportant. He wanted nothing less of Daisy than that she should go to Tom and say, I never loved you. After she had obliterated three years with that sentence, they could decide upon the more practical measures to be taken. One of them was that after she was free, they were to go back to Louisville and be married from her house, just as if it were five years ago. And she doesn't understand, he said. She used to be able to understand, would sit for hours He broke off and began to walk up and down a desolate path of fruit rinds and discarded favors and crushed flowers. I wouldn't ask too much of her, I ventured. You can't repeat the past. Can't repeat the past? He cried incredulously. Why, of course you can. He looked around him wildly, as if the past were lurking here in the shadow of his house, just out of reach of his hand. I'm going to fix everything just the way it was before, he said nodding determinedly. She'll see. He talked a lot about the past, and I gathered that he wanted to recover something, some idea of himself, perhaps, that had gone into loving Daisy. His life had been confused and disordered since then, but if he could once return to a certain starting place and go over it all slowly, he could find out what that thing was. One autumn, five years before, They had been walking down the street when the leaves were falling. And they came to a place where there were no trees, and the sidewalk was white with moonlight. They stopped here and turned toward each other. Now it was a cool night with that mysterious excitement in it which comes at the two changes of the year. The quiet lights in the houses were humming out into the darkness, and there was a stir and bustle among the stars. Out of the corner of his eye, Gatsby saw that the blocks of the sidewalk really formed a ladder and mounted to a secret place above the trees. He could climb to it if he climbed alone, and once there, he could suck on the path of life, gulp down the incomparable milk of wonder. His heart beat faster and faster as Daisy's white face came up to his own. He knew that when he kissed this girl and forever wed his unutterable visions to her perishable breath, his mind would never romp again like the mind of God. So he waited, listening for a moment longer to the tuning fork that had been struck upon a star, Then he kissed her. At his lips touch, she blossomed for him like a flower, and the incarnation was complete. Through all he said, even through his appalling sentimentality, I was reminded of something, an elusive rhythm, a fragment of lost words that I had heard somewhere a long time ago. For a moment a phrase tried to take shape in my mouth, and my lips parted like a dumb man's, as though there was more struggling upon them than a wisp of startled air. But they made no sound, and what I had almost remembered was uncommunicable, forever A few notes on the third part chapter 6 of the great gatsby In this part Tom Buchanan and Daisy Buchanan go to a party at Jay Gatsby's house and Nick Carraway our narrator is telling us about their experience And one of the best ways I can think to describe this is, let's say, for example, you have two different sets of friends, and um, this will happen when you go off to college. So you're going to have your high school friends from back home, and you're going to have your new college friends. And so you think your new college friends are fantastic, the cats meow, like they're so much fun, you've had such a great time, and... It's homecoming weekend and you decide to invite a couple of your best buddies from high school to um, go to the festivities with you at your new college and to meet your new friends. And when your old buddies meet your new buddies, you start seeing things through your old buddies' eyes. And so you start to notice things. And so Nick is starting to do that. He's looking at Gatsby's party and he's looking at it now through Daisy's eyes and things that he used to think were fun or enjoyable. He's like, wow, this is kind of embarrassing or these people are really drunk or um, this is not such a good situation. And so he's seeing this from Daisy's eyes. Daisy has live probably somewhat of a sheltered life. And so she's not used to seeing, you know, all of these young girls out drinking, you know, drunk, um, just making complete idiots of themselves. Um, she's trying to act like she's having this really nice time. Tom, of course, is always, you know, with a roving eye. So he finds someone else that he's kind of sort of interested in. Um, and so we have this, a lot of downtime between, Daisy and Tom and so Gatsby gets to dance with Daisy um Gatsby and Daisy go over and hang out at Nick's house for a little while while Nick is on the lookout for um in case Tom comes looking for Daisy there are um a lot of movie industry people here a lot of um producers actors and actresses and you know Daisy thinks that that's that's kind of neat um you know, they don't really ever socialize with these kinds of people. You have a lot of new money, which means like these are people who have just recently made a fortune. Um, and then toward the end of this chapter, we have Tom starting to say, you know, exactly who is this Gatsby? Um, where did he get his money? Is he a bootlegger? So a bootlegger would be someone who is um, facilitating either the manufacture, distribution sale of alcohol. So remember during this time is prohibition. And so Tom is like, you know, is he just some big bootlegger? That's how a lot of these newly made people have gotten their money is selling um, illegal alcohol. And then Daisy's like, no, you know, he had a whole string of drugstores that he built up by himself. And he's, you know, he's a self-made man. He's done all of this. And then, um, Tom makes this comment, well, you know, I'd like to make a little investigation of this guy and find out, you know, who he is. Um, Gatsby gets called away once again for a phone call. So we see that repetition throughout this novel. He's always been called away at uh, different times to take these important business phone calls. And then, um, so Nick says farewell to um Daisy and Tom, and then he hangs around and waits for Gatsby, and then Gatsby is like, oh, she hated it, and Nick is trying to make him feel better, like, oh, no, no, it was okay, you know, she had a good time, and then Gatsby's like, no, she didn't, and then Gatsby's all distraught because he's like, you know, she just doesn't seem to understand, she used to understand, and then Nick makes this statement, you know, I wouldn't ask too much of her, you can't repeat the past. And Gatsby responds with this. Can't repeat the past. He cried incredulously. So incredulously means unbelieving. Why, of course you can. So Nick is saying, dude, you can't repeat the past. You know, forget about it. Like you're with Daisy now. And then Gatsby's like, of course you can repeat the past. And so then Gatsby goes on to say, I'm going to fix everything just the way it was before, um, she'll see. And then he talks, um, about the past and he shares things. And then we have this flashback. So we have Nick saying that Gatsby said at the bottom of one 18, one autumn night, five years before. And so we have a lot of this beautiful imagery here, with the moonlight. Um, and then this whole thing of like, you know, when he, he kisses Daisy, he feels forever wed to her, um, to this, you know, the possibility of her. And so then um, we end with page 119 where Gatsby is determined to make everything just like it was and to in fact repeat the past, which is carrying that motif of time um, throughout the novel.